welcome to the joyfulness broadcast this episode i want to make a fun one about stories and kindness stories that i've come across in my own life stories from my own life which uh represent symbolically this um principle that every kindness uh is is ripples out and it comes back in mysterious and unexpected ways and when you least expected the kindness returns and it's like um as david hawkins puts it you have like a debit <laughs> a karmic debit every kindness every forgiveness every compassion net every compassion <laughs> every compassionate act everything every choice you make is uh it is you're accountable for it and this means that it's true for the negative but it's also true for the positive every choice that benefits all of life uh you you are noticed it is noticed not you it is noted accounted for and goes towards your karmic debit so that when you least expect it bam there it is out of nowhere some magical concord synchronicities wonderful beautiful acts are returned so i just wanted to share some stories from my own life um which demonstrate this principle so let's see where we where 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 should we where begin with a car park we begin with a car park so i was driving in and i was maybe a little late wasn't late but i was just on time looking for a car park to this meetup in canberra i was living in canberra and i just drive in i drive into this car park i finally find a car park (laughs) and just as i drive in there's this other car that drives out and they pull down their window and they tell me to pull down my window like they like they show with their hands pull pull down your window and i'm like okay i'll pull down my window so i pull down my window and this, there's two gentlemen in the car, and one of them just hands me their ticket. It's a, a whole day ticket, you know, maybe like $10 or whatever, worth of $10, which for me is a lot, you know, it's a lot. <laughs> um, so here's this $10 ticket that they give me for free. And so I park my car, and I don't have to pay for a ticket because I was given one. How nice of them, you know? Just think about the sort of timing that is required for that to happen. A little early and it wouldn't have happened. A little late and it would have happened. So these are the synchronicities I refer to. Um, you know, the just the right time, just the right place. Beyond logic, you can't really calculate it. You can't um, make it happen. It happens of its own. It happens of its own. So these are these beautiful events. You can't force them, but if you've got enough karmic debit, (laughs) then they tend to happen quite often. Another example is, is what, I love this one. This one was so beautiful. So this is in New Zealand and I'm in New Zealand and I've been, I've been going to the temples and my favorite place in Auckland was the temple. It's the Fogwang Shao Temple would highly recommend it. It's really, really beautiful. And I just kept going there. Went there maybe like four or five times. Um, I stayed in Auckland for maybe three, or probably like a month. So 
I kept going there, and as I kept going there, I, um, you know, I did have a lot of money. I actually I had a fair bit, but I wasn't used to giving stuff away. So I went to this temple, and by the second time or the third time, I was like, you know, maybe I'll, I think it's time that I, 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 I pay back because <laughs> I've been here already so many times. I didn't give anything, so now I'll give stuff. And so actually just before then, in this place I was staying at, I offered to drive uh, Leslie. Her name is Leslie. Look at that. Remember, when when you need to remember, you remember. You know, you don't have to train your memories. That's why I look at it. When I need to remember something, the Holy Spirit reveals it to me. So Leslie is her name. And Leslie wanted to drive to church in Auckland. And it was maybe at 40 minutes and no one could drive her. So I said, okay, I can drive her. And I said, oh, I'll drive her. I'll go to the temple as well. So I volunteered. We had a lovely chat with Leslie. Nice 40 minute drive into Auckland City. And I dropped her off at her church and she was very thankful and she gave me like a $20, $40 note, whatever, one of those two, quite a lot. And I was like, wow, thank you so much. Um, and so after that, I drove to the temple, I drove to two temples and I I ended up giving away the, <laughs> the $20 at one temple and the other $20 at the other temple. Straight away, I gave it away. Um, it was just uh, out of gratitude. I felt that it was out of gratitude, the gift was given back to these beautiful temples, because I've been here already so many times, and I gave it back, and it was beautiful, and what was I saying? <laughs> um, right, right, this is setting up for the story, and then on the other temple, one of the temples, I went there, and they give out free food, and I was like so happy, it's not just free food though, you know, it's just everyone there is so kind, they invite you to sit down. They really like tell you. They're like kind of like, come on, sit down, have some food. Really, they're so hospitable, so kind. And I, I went there once, and they did that once, and then I went there again <laughs> for the free food. But this time, I thought I'll bring some money, a gift for the temple, and I did. I brought some money for a gift for the temple, and I thought the food court was closed, but turns out, out of nowhere, everyone was there, and they invited me again, and we had, had some food and had some talks with these wonderful people and it was really awesome um really riding on kindness and generosity during this new zealand trip it was really fun and then i so this is kind of building up to it i had it in the back of my mind i was like wow so i give it it just felt really good to give it felt really good to give and then suddenly this is just so this is the first time i really gave like a significant amount because to me that was a significant amount could have done a lot with that um 40 or 50 dollars whatever but I chose to give it away so this was for me just contextualizing it um it was a significant amount so I like it was more than I ever gave before I think monetarily wise or at least it felt very significant that's what's important <laughs> it's important that it felt significant and then I later later on Back when I'm driving, doesn't really matter when, but I stop at this uh, gas station and I go to, I want to get a chocolate, okay? If anyone knows 12 Caramilks, the 12 Caramilk is the best chocolate you can get, okay? 12 Caramilk, go get it, it's in Woolworths, they still have it. It was limited order chocolate, but because it's so good, I'm pretty sure that's why they keep it rolling. It's great, great. So I saw one of these chocolates and I saw two chocolates. And I'm like, I don't know which chocolate I want. So I just got both. I got two chocolates and maybe like a, a, a some food as well. It's like, 
you know, you know, not nice stuff. I got some nice stuff, maybe worth about ten dollars, eight dollars. And I, I go grab this stuff and I go to pay and and I don't have enough cash. I don't have enough cash, so I'm gonna go pull out my card when this man behind me he's like, Don't worry about it. He tells you he tells well, he tells us both, me and the cashier, he's like, just don't worry about it, don't worry about it, I'll pay for it. And I'm like, whoa, dude, really? And he's like, yeah, man. And this is what he tells me. He tells me these words. He says, what um, what comes around goes around. What comes around goes around. And when he said that to me, I was like, hello, God. <laughs> it's It was as though the universe was speaking to me. It was very cool. Um, it was very significant. You know, however you want to interpret it, it doesn't really matter because subjectively, it was a very significant and it was very obvious. Well, I mean, because it's what he said <laughs> that what goes around comes around, and I was like, "Wow, I don't ever have to worry about anything. I can just give everything away, and everything will be fine." So that was, see, it's just a chocolate. You know, it's just a chocolate, but it wasn't for me. It wasn't just a chocolate. It was very significant. It's very significant. It was a lesson that everything you give comes back. And I could actually see it. And so it was a lesson for me to step into greater and greater gift, which was beautiful. And that's what I continue to do now, step into greater and greater gift. So these are some of these synchronicity stories, you know, had a karmic uh, debit <laughs> that piled up and all these beautiful acts of kindness and generosity that came out of nowhere, unexpected, didn't plan them, didn't want them. They just happened. Um... So that's just threads to pull on, threads to play with your own mind to see that, you know, these things come unexpected. You can't force them. That's not the point. The point is that when you give, you receive. When you give, the more you give, the more you are given. (laughs) It's just that you can't give with the agenda of receiving back. Not that you can can't you can't you can if you want to it just won't work out very well for you because it's, it's not the same because you see it's the intention that matters it's the intention it's the intention of really pure purely giving for the sake of giving and for nothing else if you want to put it anyway for the joy of it for the joy of it you give because you enjoy it not because you want anything not because you want some sort of outcome not because you have some sort of expectation but you just give because you give. Same thing with kindness. You know, you're not kind because you want something. You're kind because that's what you are. You are kind. And when you are kind, kindness returns back to you. The whole world, when you are thus to the world, (laughs) the world is thus to thee. When you are kind to the world, the world is kind to thee. The key is in the intention. And the only, if it's, not turning out that way then all you got to do is investigate the intentionality otherwise you might also have a karmic debt you ha- might have a karmic debt that you don't remember <laughs> from a past that you don't remember and you're just paying it off so the universe is being kind to you all the time you just don't realize it you, ca- you don't realize it until you hear these things until you hear that you have a karmic debt and the kindness is the opportunity to pay off your karmic debt that is a kindness because when you pay off your karmic debt you release it from your conscience and now you're free because that is how the unconscious works (laughs) an eye for an eye so what you do unto others the unconscious notes it now expects the same of you (laughs) 
So if you're a prick to lots of people, <laughs> then lots of people are going to be pricks to you. It's very simple. That's a whole very simple basis of karma. What you do unto others is what is done unto you. So there's no point complaining about anything. You're welcome to complain. I'm just saying there's no point. <laughs> there's no point. You know, we're human. Complaints will come. But I'm saying there's no point. You have to complain about complaining. There's no point because everything is a kindness. It's just about seeing it. It's just about seeing it. And another way to you can clear out that karmic debt by doing lots of good deeds. Lots of being kind and generous to others. Very simple. Selfless service. Doing things without an attachment to any gain. Doing things just for the sake of service to life. You don't have to believe in God. You don't have to believe anything. Service to life. Just unconditional love. <laughs> That's what it is. It looks like service to life. You are kind, compassionate. You are forgiving. Not because you get anything out of it. Yeah, sure, the other person deserves it. Yeah, they probably deserve to be hated <laughs> for what they've done. But that's not the point. Because the point is you don't want anything from it. You're kind to them because you that's what you are. You don't want anything. You forgive because that's what you are. You don't want anything. You're compassionate because that's what you are. You don't want anything. And when you are this way... Then what happens is you build up a karmic, just as a bonus, I'm letting you know, you build up a karmic debit. <laughs> and this karmic debit will come in when you need it most. <laughs> it will come in when you need it most. Trust me, you, you'll you thank yourself for it. Because um, out of nowhere, where does this thing come from? Bam, it's there just when you need it. Wow, thank you. And you can't plan for these things, okay? Because there are things you can't plan for. You know, the disasters come when you least expect them. <laughs> um, they come, and that's when the karmic debt kicks in. That's when the karmic debit kicks in, sorry. And you've also got karmic debt. So just to let you know, you've got karmic debt. The reason you are not experiencing total peace and bliss and joy is because you have a karmic debt to pay off, my friend. you got to earn your way into it. Got your earn your way. Okay, so this started about kindness. But I want to talk a little bit about karma because understanding that it's not a belief system. It's to do with humanity and your inheritance with humanity. Okay, so karma. What you do unto others is done unto you. But let's unpack that a little bit just so you can see what I mean by debt and debit. So if you look at yourself right now, we see that you have inherited the past of humanity, right? You've inherited it. Every choice in the past has brought you here. If any choice was made different, the butterfly effect, the chaos theory, any choice was different, then it would have led to different now, and you probably wouldn't be here. So, instead you are here as you are inherited by the collective past of humanity so i'd like you know it helps to not see yourself as an individual but instead you are the summation you are the totality of the past it's literally what you are not as a concept not as an idea but that's literally 
what you are in the sense that, you know, if the Big Bang never banged, then how would you be here? You wouldn't. You can't separate yourself in time and space from what occurred 14 billion years ago. That's just uh, intellectualization. That's just um, picking an arbitrary point. You say this point in time is me and that point in time is not me. That point in time 14 billion years ago is not me. But actually, that's not true. Um, you can't differentiate it. You can if you want to, but I'm saying that objectively speaking, you can't. <laughs> there isn't a differentiation. There isn't a distinction between this point in time and the point in time 14 billion years ago, which began the whole shebang, out of which the whole shebang started unfo unfolded. So you can't. there's no separation because without it, you wouldn't be here. Just in the same sense, then, without without the dinosaurs going extinct, humanity wouldn't be here, right? As it is right now. Humanity wouldn't be here as it is right now. And in the same sense, if evolution didn't unfold exactly as it did, humanity, you wouldn't be here exactly as you are right now. So then, you are not this little individual called me. You, my friend, <laughs> are the whole past. You are everything that there is. That's how I see it. So, you are the totality of the unfoldment of everything that led up to this point right now. Which is pretty cool. That's pretty cool. But see, that means you've inherited certain things. You think, oh, I just come into this. You're just born and that's just what you've got to deal with. You've got to deal with your birth, with the conditions of your childhood, with how you're raised. That's just the start of it. That's just the tip of the iceberg tip of the iceberg is what you've got to deal with when you're born the rest of the iceberg 80 uh, you know most of the iceberg is beneath the surface the rest of the iceberg is everything you don't remember because all that your, your 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 current life or what you believe to be or what you remember to be or what you consider to be your current life is just what you remember right it's just what you remember I'm saying that you've inherited things that you don't remember, like the totality of the past, like the total evolution of humanity, not just of humanity, but of all of life. From the very first cellular life, 4 billion years ago to right now, that line of evolution is your inheritance. That's your evolutionary inheritance. And you're not separate from it. When you understand that, you can go a lot easier on yourself because you see, oh, that's why things are so hard. That's why things are difficult, because you've inherited this evolutionary animal nature that is really brings conflict quite often, because there's always this conflict. Maybe part of you wants to let something go, but that animal nature, that evolutionary inheritance, that ego, <laughs> that's what the ego is. To me, it's the evolutionary inheritance that we all carry is the ego. So it's not bad, it's not good, it just is what it is. <laughs> it just is what it is. <laughs> so the ego is the evolutionary inheritance that brought us here. And you see the ego, the whole point of the ego, how it's built, how it's structured, is by getting things, getting things. The first cell didn't have its own, own source of energy, so it needs to get energy to survive. So that's what the ego is, it gets to survive. It gets to survive. So we have this part within us that gets, that gets, which which means that innate within us is this narcissistic core of the ego, which just wants to get. It wants to get. Why does it want to get? Because that's what it's built. That's how it's built. 
That's just what it is. It's like a dog is what it is. A monkey is what it is. A cell is what it is. The ego is what it is. It's just built to get, built to get. So within us, we have this part of us that is built to get. And that inheritance is not just you, okay? You weren't just born and now you have this... um, you developed this uh, narcissistic ego, <laughs> core of the ego within a couple of years. No, 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 no. For, we're talking about billions of years. This narcissistic gettingness has developed and that's what you've got to deal with right now. And that's the major block to acts of kindness and compassion and forgiveness. The major block is that you know, you might hear it and you'd be like, yeah, okay, but why is it so hard? <laughs> why is it hard to just be kind, to forgive that son of a bitch, <laughs> to to just be compassionate? It's because there's that part that wants to get, does not want to be wrong. Last thing it needs is to be wrong. It's the ego, right? Doesn't want to be wrong. Wants to get. Get isn't just, you know, material things. We're not just talking about. That's the obvious. The obvious is food and energy. That's the obvious. The more subtle is get, get what, get the feeling of superiority, get that, get that, to feel superior over others, that's a getting, to get status, to get things, to get moral righteousness, how many things can we get, we could get so many things, to get the feeling of um, being uh, of feeling justified, that's something we can get, you see, it's very subtle, it's not just the obvious getting, it's getting all these experiential kickbacks, because it's that experience, that feeling of being superior, the ego clasps that, it's like, I get it, I want to get it, being superior, being right, that's a huge thing to get, oh, being right, a lot of the world is run by being right. Politics is run by being right. <laughs> they kick each other. They they claw each other for the title of who's right. So you see the ego is always it's looking to get. And that is its nature. And it is also the major obstacle to kindness, generosity, forgiveness, and compassion. Because, like was said before, compassion... Forgiveness, kindness, when it comes from a pure intention of unconditionality, there's no condition. So there's nothing that is sought to be gotten, (laughs) which is why it's so difficult. Wow, okay, so now we can see why that was spoken about. Because I was like, you know, I'm also listening to this for the first time, as you are. So now I'm like, wow, okay, that's why we were speaking about karma. So that's the major obstacle to unconditional kindness, unconditional forgiveness, unconditional compassion is the very nature of the ego, which is a 4 billion year old inheritance that you have, that we all have. So there's no point in hating yourself for it because it's just part of your inheritance. It's part of my inheritance. It's part of our inheritance as human beings is to have this ego that wants to get not just these obvious things like money and fame and power and wealth, but also the feelings, the feelings of being right, the feelings of being wrong, <laughs> the feelings of being a victim, the feelings of being a martyr, the feelings of being justified. See, what it's getting is the feelings, getting the juice out of the feeling, the secret satisfaction.
That's the ego's job. That's what it's made to do. So you don't have to kick yourself for not being kind, right? You don't have to, oh, why am I not kind? Why am I not more giving? <laughs> why am I not more generous? Don't worry about that. That's not that's not effective. That's not effective at all. If you, you're kicking yourself, guilting, shame, it has no power. It, it only, it only uh, strengthens the ego. It doesn't help at all. What helps is to just understand these things that I've just been saying right now. See, when you understand this, now you can go easier on yourself and you can be gentle with yourself. Right? When you understand this, now there's this breath of relief. Oh, wow, it's supposed to be this way. Okay. It's okay. It's okay that I'm not kind. It's okay that I'm not unconditionally kind. It's okay that I'm not absolutely unconditionally forgiving, absolutely unconditionally compassionate. It's okay that I'm not that way, but I can hold it as an intention to be that way and gently move towards it. Gently walk towards it without hating myself when I'm not like that. (laughs) How do you gently move towards it? Well, you can't make yourself gently move towards it, can you? You You can't make yourself. Instead, you understand. That's why the pathway of understanding is very powerful because just by hearing this and by understanding it, by understanding this, now gentleness, the likelihood that it arises to be gentle to yourself, to be kind to yourself. That's where it begins. Kindness begins with a kindness to yourself. Forgiveness begins with forgiveness to yourself. Compassion begins with compassion to yourself. How do you know what compassion is? How can you give it to others if you if you don't haven't received it yourself? You can only give what you receive. So first you must receive it for yourself. And rather than forcing it to come about, I highly recommend the pathway of understanding. And you have these uh, these podcast recordings for that. Stick, you can stick to them. You can use whatever. You know, this is just one means. This is just me. This is just my experiences being shared. There are lots of other wonderful teachers out there. I, of course, recommend calibrating the teacher before you listen to a word they say because we have to remember that the there's we we cannot tell of our own what is true and what is false we must rely on well luckily we can rely on the map of consciousness so we can calibrate is this teacher how how integrous are they so that before we put their faith before we put our faith and trust in their words and their message and what they say and what they represent we can actually first verify that it's true and it's something that we what is worth listening to which is amazing it's amazing because that's 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 how cults start. <laughs> it's because people are naive and they don't understand. Not it's not their fault. It's just the part. That's it's the limitation of being human is that we cannot discern the truth from falsehood. We cannot discern what is true from what is believed to be true. We cannot discern perception from essence, which is the whole work of David Hawkins and his wonderful book Power vs. Force and his lecture series. He, provides these tools by which we can verify anyone before we listen to them. You're welcome to verify me. You're welcome to verify anyone. Verify before you listen. Don't just take it for face value. It's not worth the risk. Okay. Right. So, what are we talking about? Kindness, karmic debt, karmic uh, debit. (laughs) Karmic debt and karmic debit. So, you know, I think we've covered everything that needs to be covered for now for this one. Uh, 
Uh, maybe I'll make a future one about karmic debt and karmic debit. Uh, we're coming on to 30 minutes. If you like this one, then feel free to follow this on Spotify or Apple or wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. You're welcome. You know, I I am on all those podcasting platforms. It's just that Spotify uploads it the fastest. You can follow it so you get notified of future ones. You can go to the Facebook group, Joyfulness Broadcast, to get notified of the latest episodes. And I think I'll be making more of these episodes more often because it's really fun. I've seen that people are viewing it, listening. So I hope you enjoy it. If you'd like to share it with a friend, that would help the growth of this podcast. It'll be really cool to grow this podcast, I reckon. It'll be really cool, but we can only grow it together. We can only grow it together. So if you'd like to help the podcast grow, you are most welcome to and invited to share it with anyone you would like to. That would help. And uh, follow the Facebook group. You can share the Facebook group as well with any friends. They want to stay up to date. Joyfulness Broadcast, that's the Facebook group. I'm also now on TikTok. <laughs> My friend got me onto TikTok. Um, so you can type in Joyfulness Broadcast on TikTok. And uh, I have short one-minute videos I make. So they're really fun because TikTok is very cool to make videos because you can include music, but like cool music as well. It's so good, you know, like Cat Stevens on there. It's like all these artists. Wow, it's amazing. Anyway, so I'm now on TikTok. You can follow me on TikTok, Joyfulness Broadcast. On Instagram, you can follow Nick Shimonov. Nick Shimonov, full name. No underscores, just Nick Shimonov. Now I'm on Instagram. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it, and I will see you in the next one.